This is episode 130 of the Beyond the Food show, and today we talk to Dr. Elspeth Muth about the relationship between our sexuality, particularly our sexual desire, and our relationship to food. Are you ready? Let's do this. My name is Stephanie Dodier, clinical nutritionist. I reversed my diagnosis of anxiety, depression, adrenal fatigue, and obesity by going beyond the food. I can tell you one thing, that willpower, discipline, and deprivation aren't the permanent solution to transforming your relationship to food. So how do you leave overeating, emotional eating, food craving, and binging behind you so you have the food freedom to achieve all of your goal and be happy now? As a top 25 alternative health podcast in the world, this is the Beyond the Food Show. Hey ladies, Stephanie Dodzia here, and today is an episode that I have been wanting to bring to you for at least six months, and I'd yet to find the right expert, and I did. So I came across Dr. Elsbeth Mute, which is an expert in feminine essence and sexual cells. And I wanted to have a conversation around relationship to food and how one affect the other, because I see it in my one-on-one practice, particularly when we do a whole assessment on woman health, I go to the place of sexuality and how they interact with their sexual self and they're finding pleasure there because often what I see is the lack of satisfaction in our sexual life leads to emotional eating, is a contributor to our overeating, to our emotional eating, to our even binging. So part of the healing journey of reconciling our relationship to food is also to reconcile our sexual part of our life, our sexuality. And I knew this is kind of, I don't want to say a shameful topic, but a topic that we don't talk openly, but I knew it needed to be addressed. And that's what we're going to do for you today. So Dr. Elsbeth is coming onto the show and she actually has the Tantra Nova Institute, which helps women reconciling their sexual life, their feminine essence. She wrote a book on that and she's also part of various documentary series on sexual healing. And we both have the same philosophy as to where this part of our journey is coming from and what we need to do. So it's a very interesting discussion that I think is going to benefit a lot of you. Plus, Dr. Elsbeth has a wonderful opportunity for you, a free DVD that will be offered to you that is included in the show notes and complimentary session to have a better assessment on your own personal journey. So without keeping you waiting anymore, let's talk to Dr. Mew. Welcome to the show, Elsbeth. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for having me on. I am very excited to have this conversation with you. And as I mentioned earlier, this is a topic that I've been wanting to talk about for a long time. And 
I think you and I are going to rock this interview talking about and opening the topic of the role of our sexuality and our feminine self in our relationship to food, because there is a close relationship between the two, how we express our sexuality or not expressing our intimacy, sexuality and feminine self with our relationship to food. And it all comes back to the pleasure and the satisfaction of life. Yes, and experiencing that pleasure within us, within our body, and really connecting with that beautiful sexual life force energy. So I'm thrilled to really dance with you here and supporting who is listening so that you can really come to a whole new level of connecting with your intimate sexual pleasure self. Because it is part as women, which is 99% of the audiences is women here. It's part of us. And what I have found through my one on one work, because that's where most of the conversation around sexuality comes in in my work, people are more shy to talk about that in a group setting. But in the one on one work, what I have found is that when we ask women if they are having intimate connection or sexuality, and if they're satisfied, very often there's a dissatisfaction there. But the satisfaction is found in their relationship to food. So dissatisfaction then shows up in the behavior around food. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. I guess the question could be, how is it part of us as a human being and how can we accept? Because what I find is many times is there's a non-acceptance that we also need to be satisfied in that part of our lives as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so let's look at the whole sexual dimension yeah. in terms of our relationship with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like sexual satisfaction is not dependent on another. And we may share it, experience it with another. However, it all really stems from within because that is where my chemicals are, that is where my nervous system is. So if something may be blocked or just not as open in terms of our sexual self, and I'm not even talking about like the expression outwardly, mm. what I'm talking about is that the sexual energy that is life force energy in nature, because this is the energy that brought us into this life, Without it, we wouldn't be here. So that energy, particularly for women, has been vilified for millennia. You know, like when a woman expresses herself sexually, openly, she is much more easily called inappropriate or whore or slut. Or when you have sex as a girl, as a teenager, mm -hmm. then you are no longer marriage material or no longer pure. Unlike boys, you know, imagine a 14-year-old boy, 15-year-old boy coming home, telling his dad that he had sex for the first time. His dad gives him a high five, yep. perhaps a few rubbers, and says, now you are a man. Very, very different story. So with respect to whatever may be in the way of us women, or many women at least, being deeply connected with that wonderful feminine pleasure, creative energy, 
is for one, it can be connected with what story, both in our individual environment where we grew up, as well as also the collective environment that really molded us into a way of being disconnected from that energy, you know, because who would want to be called a whore or who would want to be reprimanded as I was when I was 18 years old and had intercourse and my dad really just was so furious and, you know, definitely not there to support me. So all of that leaves us, you know, shying away. Now, the shying away doesn't happen as a conscious decision in the head. It is more like a coping a response to something that we would not wish to experience again. So we avoid it. There's also something else, Stephanie, that has to do with connecting with that pleasure energy that is creative as well. Sexual energy is the most creative energy there is. It brings forth life. Unlike any other energy, electrical energy or nuclear energy, while they may be powerful, but they cannot bring forth life. So this energy for the woman is based in estrogen. So probably most women who are listening and guys too are familiar that there is a great difference in how feminine energy rises in sexual connection versus masculine energy. You know, masculine energy rises quickly and drops quickly. Mm -hmm. It's testosterone-based, which is a linear kind of energy. Unlike estrogen energy, we call it the slow hormone that is circular and flowing and calls for reawakening. Masculine energy doesn't need reawakening. It's quite awake. What it calls for is sustaining so that the man can circulate his energy without losing it. For the woman, it's quite different. So it is slow in nature and it calls for reawakening. Once it's reawakened, a woman can have multiple orgasms, orgasmic waves. So there are lots of opportunities available. Also, what's very essential, and particularly in the conversation we have here, is that the connection of our sexual center with our heart center. Because for most women, when they want to connect, they start feeling it in their heart first. Like that is the place, the locus of the wish for connection. Most men, when they want to connect, they start feeling it in their sexual center. So for us women, when our heart center opens, actually our sexual center opens. It doesn't usually go the other way around. Now, there may be some women who are more in their testosterone energy, so to speak, where they start feeling in their sexual center. However, most women start feeling in their heart center. And it is also essential for the woman to have the heart and the sexual center connect. So in Sanskrit, Tantra comes from East India, and in this ancient language of Sanskrit, a woman's sexual center is called yoni, Y-O-N-I, and yoni in English means sacred space. Now imagine 
if all of us women who are listening today, if we had been introduced to our sexual center as a sacred space, wow, how differently may have the trajectory gone around our sexual self. A sacred space is a space I honor, I cherish, I love, I take good care of, and I let only someone in who would do the same. But it's actually the opposite. You know, don't go there. Don't touch it, you know, until you're married. And then, okay, but what happens with my energy then? Is it someone else's energy? No. And that leads me to really bringing ourselves to that energy as our own energy. It's been there from the time we got conceived and will stay with us until we leave this planet. So then the whole question is, how can I access this energy as a fountain that really supports me, that resources me, that may give me pleasure, or that just may enliven me. Mm -hmm. And not just in my sexual or yoni center, my sacred space, but what about my whole body? Like my physical body, my emotional body, my spiritual body, you know, really come into unity, into wholeness within. So I don't have to go for other places to find satisfaction. Because that's what we see in the context of the community into which we talk to today is, I guess, this natural pleasure, creativity, and satisfaction that we should find in our intimacy. Because I like the concept that you're talking about accessing our heart more intimacy versus sexuality, but that we get through both of those medium. When we don't get it, I guess we're going to compensate through other ways. Yeah, when we are not living in the beautiful capacity for satisfaction that includes pleasure, joy, I always call my body a temple, you know, and I think every woman has a beautiful temple and to really inhabit our temple and be at home and feel our skin and feel, you know, our sexual, mm. our yoni and our heart, our breasts and have that freedom to enjoy, not in a hedonistic way, however, in a life-giving way. Now, the other thing is also before we came on to the podcast, you and I, Stephanie, talked about chemicals that are being produced. Yes. So sexual aroused energy actually activates endorphins, serotonin, oxytocin. Particularly oxytocin is a wonderful hormone for the woman to feel safe, to feel comfortable with herself, to relax, which is so essential for us to actually drop into a pleasure state without being so highly driven or always having to do something or it's never good enough or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So then activating these chemicals allows us to feel ourselves. I mean, the body is beautifully designed for that. And then the question for many women is like, yeah, but I don't know what to do with myself. Like I teach a practice in my Awaken to Your Feminine Essence three-day workshop. 
it's a homework practice that the women do at night by themselves. Mm -hmm. I call it a self-love practice. And it is about encountering yourself as if you were your own lover. So the lover meets the beloved within. And I'm the giver and the receiver at the same time. And so I listen to myself. How does my body want to be touched? How with a heavy touch or a light touch? Where do we want to go? I teach them to breathe so that the energy can flow through the whole body. And then also how to treat their yoni that she can feel herself. It's very different from masturbation. And not that masturbation isn't great. However, it's just like a very small way of experiencing ourselves because it's very much about coming to the destination or reaching the destination versus the self-love experience is about the journey. And some women come back from that homework practice and say, you know, I had such a hard time being with myself for an hour. Mm. I hear that a lot because we teach beyond food meditation, which is a meditation and mindfulness practice that teaches women to just simply reconnect with their body. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, I only asked for 10 minutes, and it's the most difficult 10 minutes that the women have experienced of being with themselves in a quiet space. Yeah, yeah. And we want to bridge that more and more because if I cannot be with myself, how can I be with someone else? And then the whole journey of intimacy comes. And, and I want to go there because it's like the elephant in the room right now looking at us, although we're not in the same room. But in the journey that the community here has been on, which is wanting to lose weight, and compensating their pleasure with food, there's the whole concept of shame, body image, and the ability for us to first be with our body and, and let alone bring somebody else in the journey of being with our body. Yeah, yeah, really loving mm -hmm. ourselves. Reminds me of a woman who came here several years ago to do work with us, and the weight was really an issue for her and also was quite dissatisfied in her sexual life with her husband. So she really delved into it and over time what got clear to her was that she now is like half the weight or so. She said that, you know, I carried the weight so I was not going to be attractive. I didn't know that, she said. When I was young, she told me, when she was apparently, you know, she was promiscuous and really was out there playing. And then that was the only way of not being attractive to others by putting weight on. That is what has totally shifted for her and, and where that weight and health goes together with that owning her sexual self, the seductive self, not manipulating, but that being an invitation. And of course, what else may be underneath the fears, you know, that she may go astray, all of these concerns that are part of our protection. So there's some kind of story 
behind our, I want to say, uncomfortability to be with our sexual or our feminine self. And we could be using weight as a way of putting distance between the two. For example, or like the earlier example of not being able to be with myself, Mm -hmm. it's unbearable because it's just like at some point we make a decision and different women have different stories, different decisions, but the principle is the same, that either as a one-year-old or eight-year-old or 15-year-old that we may have heard, overheard something or we got rejected by someone or we didn't get the love we were longing for. And then that is like for me, it played out when I was 18 and that was so much part of my tantric healing to clear that where I discovered that I had held distrust towards men and I really wanted to be in a lasting intimate relationship. Because that's your personal journey to coming to this work. Exactly. He's healing that part of yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't teach what I teach now without having done this work in myself. And it was actually, Stephanie, the distrust I discovered in a healing ritual. There's We call it the Yoni healing ritual, mm-hmm. where I discovered that was literally, you know, residing on the cellular level in my sexual center. And I couldn't access it through my conscious mind. Do you mind sharing that quick that quick story to help women oh, connect? Oh, totally. Yeah. So 20 years ago, I was a management consultant then, and I was quite good at that, but miserable. In relationship, I had that pattern of attracting unavailable men. And I just was tired of it. I thought, I don't want to leave this planet without having experienced lasting love. So that was the moment when I put myself on a path and delved deeply into the study of Tantra. And that is in this healing ritual where the woman is the receiver and the man is the giver and the man is really, it could be a woman partner. Mm -hmm. The partner is totally there without any agenda of their own for the receiver. That in itself was a healing for me, just that a man could be there without wanting anything from me, being in such close proximity of my yoni, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not about having sex, it's a healing ritual. So when I was touched inside the yoni around 11 o'clock, a memory came up, and it was the time when I was 18, first boyfriend, first love, first intercourse, which was excruciatingly uncomfortable and painful. I had to go to the gynecologist and the bill from the gynecologist went to my house. My dad opened it and all hell broke loose. So at that time, I felt so alone, so not understood, and I withdrew. That was also the time, as I then discovered through that healing ritual, when I made a decision, which was something like, men are never really there for you when you need them. No wonder I was with unavailable men because it proved my decision right. Look, they are not really there. Now, all of what I'm sharing now was not on a conscious level accessible to me. It was the miracle, so to speak, (laughs) that I tapped into my body, into the memory or into the cellular memory where that was still encapsulated and not resolved, and by clearing it, by healing it, 
I could really shift into trusting, trusting myself, because that usually goes out the window initially. You know, why did you let this happen? What did I do wrong? Did I do something wrong? We feel like it's my fault that this all happened, that it was so painful, or that the boyfriend left, and, and my father's anger. And so anyway, trust in myself and in, in trusting men. And then six months later, my beloved came into my life. And I see totally correlated to that clearing, that recalibrating of myself, of my sexual, emotional, spiritual self. And so, you know, whatever kind, like I had that pattern of unavailability in men, other women may use food in order to feel the pain or to actually validate what we decided when we were little, you know, like it's, yeah, it's really true that they are not there for you or that they don't love me or things like that. We're going to take a quick break from our chat to give a shout out to our show sponsor, Health IQ. And I am so excited to be partnering with them and bringing you forward an innovative insurance company for the American listener. Health IQ helps health-conscious people like yogis, runners, cyclists, weightlifters to get lower rate on their life insurance. Just like you save money on your car insurance for being a good driver, Health IQ saves you money on life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. Isn't it time that we get rewarded for our good health choices? Now, how do you get started? Very simply by qualifying through the Health IQ quizzes And also, listen to this, if you submit actual training data through the various apps available, you can save additional dollars. To get started now, simply go to stephaniedodzie.com forward slash health IQ and take the test to see if you qualify. And when you get to speak to an agent, mention the code beyond the food to support the show. So get started now on saving money on your life insurance. Now, a shout out to our other show sponsor, Muse. And I'm very grateful to team up with Muse to bring you the first tool in the world to help you learn to meditate at home. Muse is a wearable brain sensing headband that measure our brain wave and sends the feedback to an app on our personal device. I love my Muse because it transforms my meditation practice. I wear it daily for my 10 minute session in the morning and it coaches me through my practice by giving me real time feedback on what's happening in my brain and helping me refocus during my meditation. I love this partnership with Muse because it brings the tool to the first timer and it helps expand the practice of the more advanced meditator. So it's time for you to get your Muse on and learn to calm your mind through meditation. And here's the thing, as a listener of the Going to Beyond the Food show, you get 15% off of the purchase of your Muse. To take advantage of this offer, simply go to stephaniedodzier.com dot com forward slash muse. And again, the URL is stephaniedodzie.com forward slash muse and register through this URL to get 15% off. So join me in my 10 minutes meditation practice every morning and get our muse on and go beyond the food together. One of the pattern that I see a lot 
than it is through my one-on-one work or my group work is the pattern of sexual abuse. That it is very light verbal sexual abuse when they're younger to more violent sexual abuse. There is a lot of women that have an emotional relationship to food that have been a victim of abuse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that could explain the closing off or the shutting down of our feminine essence and our sexual essence. Totally. Because, I mean, usually it was with someone, or most likely, mm-hmm. who was either in our family or someone we trusted or hoped to trust or, you know, I mean, who can you trust? You cannot trust anybody if you're in such a vulnerable place, being touched, even if it's without being touched on or in the sexual center, it's even touched when I don't want to be touched. And then being helpless to say what I want, leave alone getting what I want. You know, that is usually not available to us when we are young children or to stand up vis-a-vis a grown-up or someone who is older. So what we do in order to protect ourselves is we shut it down. Or some women They just, you know, leave their body, so to speak. They think about something else, like kids, because that is how they can survive Mm -hmm. the violation, the intrusion. And that shuts that life force energy down. And that brings more imbalance in the whole self. Right. It's actually a compartmentalization. So... I usually speak of the three anchors. Okay. The first one is the sexual physical. The second one is the emotional love self, and we can place them in the body. You know, in the chest is the the heart center, the love self. And then the third one is the spiritual, the mental spiritual. And we then actually compartmentalize. So we shut, and that is not a conscious action. It is just a reaction shut down our life force energy so i'm not going to be touched anymore or at least i don't have to feel it and then we are disconnected from that sorry to interrupt but it's very interesting because what i teach is that our emotional eating or our overeating our eating behavior is unconscious it's in our subconscious mind it's wrapped around our amygdala our hippocampus it's in the part of our brain where we're not conscious because of the stories you've just talked about so i'm assuming then that it is that sexual self and the feminine essence is in the same place it's subconsciously being buried yeah that's really great stephanie so our sexual self as women and the feminine, for one thing, they, they reside. I locate them in the same place. So if everybody just wants to take their hand and place it right above the pubic bone, <laughs> because that is the sexual, the pleasure center, and that is from which life force energy emanates. And when it's aroused, it can be very pleasurable. And then, of course, we want to bring up this energy into our hearts so that we can imbue our love energy with that creative pleasure energy. And of course, the other way around, we can breathe down our love energy from our heart center into our yoni center. And so then a circle, a circuit arises where our pleasure self and our love self 
dance with each other and support each other. And then we can bring it up all the way into our third eye and into our consciousness self, you know, the spiritual self. And then imbue by breathing down from our spiritual center into our heart center and down into our sexual center so that the spiritual imbues the sexual and when we breathe up we can breathe up the sexual or we can call it life force energy because often it shows up in a subtle state just like right now or when i do self-love i move up through the breath breathing in the energy the arousal through my heart all the way up into my spiritual center and on the exhalation back down again and that really starts allowing me to connect my sexual self with my spiritual self and the other way around. So then I can become whole. Now, of course, I also want to make clear that in that connection, when we start integrating, what may show up is what I shared a little earlier, the pain from an earlier time. And we want to clear that so that I don't have to compensate any longer, that I didn't have to go towards unavailability any longer. For other women no longer have to go towards food to fill ourselves up. Now we can feel that, experience that, and generate it within ourselves. And how do we begin to clear that? So they are really two dimensions that are essential we move through. The first one is to clear the blocks. And the blocks can be discovered through a nonlinear process, because if it was linear, we already would have discovered it. You know, if I would know it in my head, I already would have done it. So where we tap into that subconscious place and connect with the feeling state that is related to whatever wounding was there, to whatever disconnect, to whatever loss of love was experienced. And by tapping into that, we can start clearing it and then create a new experience, a new story, so to speak, about love, mm -hmm. about loving ourselves and loving both in the heart, emotional love, sexual love, spiritual love and really cultivate that now to do that i mentioned the three-day workshop a little earlier it takes a little time mm -hmm. to tap into the wounding state clear it and then create a new future around our intimate love and spiritual self a new possibility yes Yes, and with very hands-on practices so that the body can start feeling it because it's a kind of a shift in the nervous system. Yeah, you're right. Recalibration and like shifting the wiring that we have spoken of, you know, things we do unconsciously that's after a while that's wired. And so we want to shift the wiring. And the good news, Stephanie, is that underneath the wounding, there is that feminine, beautiful girl that already knows love, that already knows pleasure, knowing just in her head 
She knows it in her body. It's how we come into this world, but it gets shut down. It gets killed off. We, at times, just shut it off because it's too much. We don't know what to do with it, or it didn't bring us what we wanted. That is my story. That is my journey in, I want to say, pushing forward my masculine self in my corporate career. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't know how to handle my feminine self. Yeah. So I thrived in a world of men, in a world of domination. And slowly but surely, by the time I hit 36, my feminine self was, the fire was burning very small. I'm so glad that you shifted because it actually can get us physically to a state where we die early. Well, to put it in perspective for people that are new here, correlating that with more science-based evidence, because I know there's a lot of people here that are more towards that. When I took my first hormonal test panel, I had almost no estrogen in my body. Mm. My estrogen level were like almost not even there so we can put it on the graph. Mm. So metabolically, I was exactly where I was spiritually. Mm -hmm. So if that connects with any woman out there listening, how do we begin the journey of reconnecting to our feminine self? Yeah, do we have a moment where I can just go through a... An exercise? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Okay? Yeah, okay, great. So everybody sit up wherever you may be sitting. If you're driving, you may want to stop the car for a moment and just really spend a couple of minutes only with yourself and just follow my guidance. So sitting upright comfortably, exhale all air when you are ready. Then take in a deep breath, filling your belly, your chest, all the way up to the top of the head. And on the exhalation, visualize, imagine sending the energetic breath down like water through your torso all the way down and out of your base or your yoni opening into the seat. Again, a deep breath in, filling the belly the chest, all the way up to the top of the head. And on the exhalation, imagine sending the breath down like trickling water through the channel of the energy centers or your torso, down and out of your yoni opening into the seat. Let's do this one more time, a deep breath in. Now hold the breath at the top, don't exhale and squeeze your pelvic floor muscles as if you were holding back the urination. Just hold for a moment the muscle group and the breath. Just hold it a little longer. Now keep the squeeze of the muscle and exhale with a shh. Let the muscle go, deep breath in, filling the belly, the chest to the top of the head. Hold the breath at the top, squeeze. Imagine moving the energy from the squeeze up to the top of your head. Hold the breath, hold the squeeze, hold it, hold it, hold it. Now keep the squeeze and exhale with a shh. Let the muscle go. Deep cleansing breath, filling the belly, the chest to the top of the head. 
and on the exhalation, follow the breath down like trickling waters all the way through your torso, down and out of your yoni opening, into the seat, on into the earth. And then continue breathing in your own rhythm. Witnessing the rising of your belly on the inhale and the falling of your belly on the exhale. And then take a moment with your eyes closed and notice how you're feeling right now and how your body is feeling. Just notice. And then come back by opening your eyes. And Stephanie, would you be open to share a little bit how you're feeling right now? I feel soft. And I want to say it's expressed through the color pink. It's a very, very soft. And when I was doing the breathing exercise and I was squeezing, air quote here, squeezing, like contracting my pelvic muscle, I felt like a burning sensation inside of me. And where was the burning sensation in a particular area in your body? Around the umbilical area. Oh, okay. I feel more connected. little fire there. Yeah, like a fire, a very small, fainted fire, but I can still feel it now, right? I can still feel that something is activated there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Beautiful. And everybody, we are not supposed to feel a certain way. It's just like what Stephanie uncovered, discovered, felt. Each of you just notice what it was for you or still is. It's uniquely you. And that is our feminine self. Yes. It's like being in the flow. And when we actually can tap into our yoni space, just with a little squeeze and release and breathing up as we did it, we start connecting ourselves with ourselves. It's very interesting because one of the thought that came to me as I was doing this was I've worked a lot with women post having children. And when we were talking about sexuality, one of the first thing they were telling me is that their gynecologist was getting them to do Kegel exercise. Mm hmm which is very similar to what you were getting us to do without calling it Kegel. Kegel? I'm not sure I'm saying it, pronouncing yeah, it properly. Perfectly. Yes. <laughs> but that's what you were making us do, but not just as an exercise, but as a connection to the sexual organs. Yes, right. It's not just a mechanical thing. Often Kegel exercises are taught like that. And, yes. You know, it's wonderful that the physicians do that, the gynecologists, uh, after childbirth. However, what the difference is here is that, yes, we use the muscle contraction and release because it gets the blood flowing. However, at the same time, we use the breath because energy can only move with the breath. When we don't breathe, we die. I mean, it's rather obvious. So we put this here to use. If they go together, the breath and energy, life was energy in dying, we put that to use when we are alive, and that is when we breathe up, as we just did it, while we squeeze, the energy that is being activated in the pelvic floor doesn't stay there. Just like when I work out, do, do curls, I don't want to not breathe. 
because then all the energy stays in my biceps. When I breathe, it actually gets moved. Not only the energy gets moved, but also I get more oxygenated. The brain gets oxygenated. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that allows for a much deeper experience and enlivening of ourselves. And yes, Stephanie, as you said, it's, it's all about connecting with myself. You know, my yoni self, where my life was energy emanates from with my heart self. And just with that simple breath, and everybody, you will get that simple breath exercise on my gift to you, which is called Awaken to Your Feminine Essence, which is a video download after we close this podcast here. And I'm just so delighted to give this to you as a gift so that you can bring a couple of practices you will further learn there in that video into your daily life can get started. And for everyone, so technical part of it here, if you go to the show notes, either if you are listening from your iPhone device, you can access the show note right there. Or if you're listening from somewhere else, you can go to stephaniedoze.com slash 130. And the link with the free gift from Elsbeth will be there. And there's also, once you download the video, you offer also complimentary session. Am I correct? Yes, a consultation. So we can look together how these practices apply to you and what it may be for you to open up to so that you can become your fullest self or clear struggles. So to wrap this interview, I want to put myself into the shoes of a lady listening right now who's now realized that part of her healing of her relationship to food, she also has to look into balancing healing her sexual feminine self. Where does she begin? Plus, I want to add, she's uncomfortable with her body. Like she is not in a place where she is proud of her body or wants to engage with a partner with her body. Where does she begin? Where it begins really is that coming to stillness with ourselves that we did a little earlier in the practice where nothing gets exposed. In the process, it's really about encountering ourselves in a gentle way where we can feel safe within ourselves. And I'm happy to support you if you want to explore that further listening right now in the consultation, what path you may want to step on in order to clear, heal what may be in the way of you being fully your feminine self and in your feminine power. So I just want to say that creating a safe space is the first step. And what I have found in my own life, and Stephanie, you probably know this from your work, it's like working with someone who allows us to step into that safe space with ourselves is the first huge step. And I want to add one more thing mm -hmm. in this whole relationship to our physical body, which leads to that connection to the feminine essence is also stopping or putting the brake on judging ourselves. Oh, it's the enemy of intimacy. <laughs> Thank you. He can speak on that for a few minutes. But as long as a woman is out there judging her own body, it's going to be extremely difficult to have intimacy. Am I correct? 
Oh, yeah. And, you know, when I do self-love and I start looking at where I may have too much roundness in this or the thighs get a little bit, you know, <laughs> cellulite and all of that, then I can either focus on that or I can focus on my miraculous body that functions so beautifully. And I'm very familiar with being critical. So, Stephanie, I can the self-judgment and being critical with myself. And it's really something we all want to let go so that we can step into love of ourselves. And then the love of someone else just is an outflow. And I just want to continue a little bit that discussion. I know we're going to exceed our time here, but... For many of us that have this path with dieting, we believe that the only time we will be okay to be fully intimate with someone is when we lose weight. And that we can only enjoy intimacy if we have a body that looks like XYZ instead of what is currently our situation. Yeah, actually, I think that's a myth. I mean, the myth is like that if it was going to be different, when I'm skinny, mm -hmm. because unless I clear what was in the way there in the first place, the weight is just an external shift, but not the internal satisfaction or this internal wanting to open up and feeling safe to open up and to be vulnerable, not weak, but vulnerable. And that opening up into an orgasm calls for letting go. Now, this is the ultimate place of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And if that got violated in my earlier years, guess what? I'm not going to open up. So the weight doesn't make any difference. More weight or less weight, unless I cleared whatever is left from the violation, whatever you know magnitude of violation that may have been, I'm not going to open up to intimacy to myself, leave alone to another. Because I guess it's easier for us to focus on the weight as the barrier to our intimacy and sexual satisfaction than it is to clear the block. Right. But this is not a conscious decision. Uh -huh. Again, it's just that is what we have evolved into. And that is why it's so hidden and insidious, because there's something underneath that unless we clear that, then the external shifting is not going to take care of it. Of course, you know, it's beautiful when it happens hand in hand. Absolutely. And I think that's where your gift, because I have watched the whole video and did all the exercise in preparation for this interview. And I know for you ladies, if you go get this free video that Halsbet has, that is the beginning journey for you to go down this road. Yes. Because it's all the basic exercise, right? Yeah. So I thank you so much for having been with me for the last 50 minutes. Thank you, Stephanie. What a great conversation. We could talk for hours, I'm sure. Yes. Because we're very aligned just in two different worlds of healing, sexuality versus relationship to food. But what I think is so beautiful is that we teach the same thing just from two different angles, but it all comes down to the same thing. It's all subconscious protection mechanism that we've built. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we want to be compassionate about that. Yes. 
it was put there so that we could survive or cope. We just don't have to continue living with it any longer. We're not broken. I keep saying it all the time. None of you girls are broken. Yeah. You are what you are today because that allowed you to survive your journey so far. Yeah. Now you're conscious of it and now you have a new tool. So I recommend that everyone go get the video and seek the consultation if you see fit. And I think we're going to do more work together, Helsbeth. Thank you very much. Oh, you're so welcome, Stephanie. Thank you. There you have it, ladies. How was it? It is an explicit podcast, and I just took a note on that because we talked about topics that we don't have openly discussed. And I hope we did it in a manner into which was respectful, but also very introspective for you. And I'm grateful that you're still here with me at the end of this show. And I am going to ask you to share this episode because again, it is not a topic that we talk openly, but all of us have this sexual component, this feminine essence to ourselves, and we need to talk about it more. So if you know of somebody in your life, another woman in your life that need this information, please share this episode with them. Because again, it's not going to be something that's going to be openly talked about. So I really appreciate your support there. And if you want to access the free gifts, stephaniedozy.com slash 130. I love you. I'm grateful that you were here with me and I'm looking forward to hang out with you on the next podcast. Did you know that nine out of 10 women are struggling with their relationship to food? Overeating, emotional eating, binging and craving are real. Clearly the solution we have been thought aren't working. I believe to have food freedom, it means that we must learn to have a relationship with our hunger so we can finally be at peace with food and eat normally without guilt or shame, which is why I wrote the Crave Cure Guide. I want to show you how to have a completely different relationship with food so that you can be in control of what you eat, achieve your goal, and be the powerful woman you were meant to be. The best part is this book and the step-by-step -step process is absolutely free. To receive your free copy, simply go to stephaniedodzie.com forward slash guide and we can get started right now.